0: The dollar is really heating up again, and maybe just in time for September, and really mid-September. Now, the dollar going up, that's not good for anyone, but the dollar going up, heading toward mid-September, that's a potentially ugly thought right there. And it's no longer just China's yuan. We've been talking a lot about CNY because that's the most visible sign that the dollar has been bullish again, but it's not really bullish, is it? It's bullish. Being bullish the dollar is being bullish in the same way you might be about U.S. treasuries, for example, because as treasuries go up in price, as the dollar goes up in exchange value, that's really telling us something about being bearish in the entire big picture economy. In other words, we're bullish the dollar, we're bullish US Treasuries, because there's really nothing good going on in economy or finance around the rest of the world. That's what the dollar going up tells us. But why does the dollar go up, and why is the dollar going up telling us something about being bullish safety and liquidity? It has to do with deflationary money and deflationary circumstances. Now the fallout from those deflationary money and circumstances, that's starting to be more and more appreciated, even by mainstream sources. Go back to last year when the U.S. dollar was really surging and made everybody stand up and take notice. In years past, what you would hear is the dollar goes up. That's a good thing. Right. I mean, that, that means the U.S. is the cleanest, dirtiest shirt. The U.S. economy is relatively in better shape than everyone else around the world. So the dollar going up used to be thought of as a positive symptom, a positive part of the U.S. supremacy. But that was never really the case. In fact, you can go back through time, a long way back, and what you see is that when the dollar goes up, as I said before, you're bullish on the dollar for all the bearish reasons around the global system, in particular, the monetary system. So back last fall, people started to wonder, is this dollar going up thing, is that really good? And I'll give you an example of a mainstream source in October as the dollar was really bearing down on the global economy for, finally getting right that this was not good and to an extent why it's not good when the dollar goes up this is something from the associated press one it squeezes companies consumers and governments that borrowed in dollars that's because more local currency is needed to convert into dollars when making loan payments yes dollar providers require extra incentive when they perceive risks in order to provide those dollars the ap continues it forces central banks and other countries to raise interest rates to try and prop up their currencies and keep money from fleeing their borders. But those higher rates also weaken economic growth and drive up unemployment. While the higher rates are a consequence, whether or not they're actually effective, that remains to be seen. And finally, the AP says, put simply, The dollar's appreciation is bad news for the global economy. It's another reason why we expect the global economy to fall into recession next year, next year being this year. And while we haven't had a recession declared in the United States, we've seen recessionary conditions in a lot of places around the world getting worse all the time. And now the dollar is rising yet again. Bullish the dollar, bullish U.S. treasuries, not bullish on anything meaningful across the global system. But first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're interested, Eurodollar University, we still have an anniversary sale going on. That's memberships and research subscriptions, some deals with all of those. Memberships, that's exclusive video content on the Eurodollar system. Exactly what we're going to talk about today. Background material, where it came from, what it's supposed to do, how it's supposed to do it, and maybe why it isn't doing what it's supposed to do. We have research subscriptions. I do a daily briefing that goes over the major macroeconomic and market-shaping news every day. I also do a daily deep dive analysis where we dive deeper into all of these money and macro topics because they deserve it. All the information on the sales, the memberships, and research subscriptions at our website, eurodollar.university. So dollar going up, that's not good. It means that dollar providers are asking for more for more in order to provide dollars which squeezes the global economy. So why are dollar providers asking for more? Why is it that the US dollar is going up? Well, the AP answered in the way that most people would and most people continue to even this to even right now. The reasons for the dollar's rise it says are no mystery. Well, thank you. That's great. It's it's good that it's obvious. To combat soaring US inflation, the Federal Reserve has raised its benchmark short-term rates 5 to oh, boy. And that's what you hear all the time. The U.S. dollar's exchange value is tied closely to the Federal Reserve's policy, whether it be interest rate policy, quantitative easing, quantitative tightening, when we know better that the Federal Reserve has no bearing on anything here, including the U.S. dollar's exchange value. There are some short-run influences from interest rate differentials, which in some part may derive from monetary policies that aren't really monetary policies. But by and large, the AP was right the first time. Something happens where dollar providers say, I don't wanna provide dollars, or what they really are saying is, I'm not sure I have enough dollars to provide those dollars to you at the rate at which you want to pay for them. That's when the, the currency values start to go up, and that's when the trouble really starts to hit. And this is something that at least some parts of the official world have realized going back for quite some time. You wish they would have noticed this before, Say 2007, 2008, but either way, there is a volume of scholarship among places like the BIS, which recognize when the dollar goes up, not only is that a bad sign, there's a reason why it's a bad sign, and it has to do with dollar providing activities, the euro dollar system that we're talking about here. I'll give you an example of that. Our empirical results have highlighted the role played by the US dollar as the currency that underpins the global banking system, even if the intermediaries are non-US intermediaries. That's the Eurodollar system. A previous previous paper written by Shin emphasizes the combination of the U.S. dollar as the currency of global banking, but the role of European banks as the conduit for the transmission of financial conditions. European banks, going back to the very beginning, that's why it's called Eurodollar. Though, to be clear here, Eurodollar is global, especially across Asia, especially, as we'll see, involving the Japanese. So back to the paper, the focus on the US dollar as the currency underpinning global banking lends support to studies that have emphasized the US dollar as a bellwether for global financial conditions. In other words, the dollar goes up, financial conditions aren't really that good. Bruno and Shin, again, a previous paper, had verified the role of global factors associated with the leverage of the banking system as being a key determinant of cross-border capital flows in the panel regressions of capital flows to emerging and advanced economies. The leverage of the banking system, the leverage of the banking system, bellwether for global economic conditions, monetary system, euro dollar, bank centered ledger money, leverage of the banking system, dollar exchange value, global financial conditions and eventually the recession that the AP was talking about as far as economic consequences. It's all one real, it's a complicated picture, it's a complicated, de- complicated set of details, but in the big picture sense, it actually is pretty simple. When dollars are available, when bank leverage is expanding, the dollar goes down and the economy goes up, generally speaking. When dollars aren't available, when bank leverage is contracting, then what happens? The dollar goes up and the economy goes down. So you're bullish the U.S. dollar, bearish the economy, and maybe bullish U.S. treasuries. Not because you like treasuries, nor because you like the dollar, but because you realize this is how it works. And bank leverage is not tied to the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes or quantitative tightening or quantitative easing. Bank leverage is dictated by conditions in the euro dollar system which have been which have proven to be incredibly fragile ever since August 9th of 2007. And we are sitting here witness to another resurgence of fragility, therefore rising U.S. dollar, therefore falling global economic circumstances, as well as potentially financial volatility. And all just in time for September, too. So we've talked about CNY, China's yuan. China's yuan today down to around 7.26. If we stick around 7.26, which looks likely that's going to be the lowest since last year, despite the fact that the PBOC, as I've noted in previous videos, have been attempting, they've really been trying to get, trying to get CNY to go back up to no success over the last uh, three or four weeks here. Yuan wants to go lower because of leverage. Bank leverage is contracting. Dollar supplies are contracting. It's causing the your dollar providers to charge more to their Chinese customers, and the Chinese customers are having to pay to secure euro dollars, except on days when commercial banks in China are intervening and in resupplying dollars, redirecting dollars into those markets. That's the only tactic that seems to work in the short run, at least as far as China's yuan's concerned. But it's not just China's yuan. We're seeing now other currencies get involved, Japan's yen, which over the last several years, the yen and the yuan have been tied together like peanut butter and jelly here, whatever peanut butter and jelly would be in Chinese and Japanese. So JPY and CNY, those two have exhibited very close correlation because in one respect, it's a little more complicated, but very simple terms, Japanese banks are huge dollar providers into China. In fact, they're a redistribution network for the Eurodollar system. The Japanese engage in a transformation. What's kind of misleadingly called the yen carry trade is really using yen as collateral, and sometimes yen, uh, Japanese government bills, as collateral to swap into U.S. dollars that Japanese banks then relend into China because Japanese banks have, at the very least, close connections to their Chinese counterparts. JPY is going down like CNY, and we also see other Asian currencies like Korea's yuan. That's starting to go lower and lower and lower again, especially over the same weeks in question, the hot summer of the U.S. dollar. But a big one here, That's India's rupee. The euro dollar system is contracting in bank leverage so that there just isn't enough U.S. dollars or really euro dollars to go around. And it's impacting even India, despite the fact that, relatively speaking, India is relatively much better off than most other countries around the world. The Reserve Bank of India has spent the last year, really going back to last year, ever since they started to complain about the US dollar, the last year putting a floor under the rupee to keep it around 82.75, 80, 80 maybe 82.90, but certainly not 83. And at times the reserve bank of india has been like the pboc and like commercial banks in china they have been forced to intervene in to keep the rupee from falling further which means they are redistributing and relending dollars they're borrowing it much better terms from the euro dollar system has become increasingly more risk averse and then resupplying those dollars into local currency markets it's all couched in the terms of trading which you know they always say they're selling dollars which is really another euphemism for supplying dollars that the euro dollar system won't on the terms that the local system really wants wants to to acquire them so over the last week or so the rupee has started to exhibit signs of weakening which means the dollar shortage that's impacting china and much of the rest of the world might be getting worse to the point that it's forcing even the reserve bank of india to think about and perhaps even abandon this floor underneath the rupee. Here's an article that just came out last week. While the rupee has not depreciated below the 83 mark, that, le- that level might not hold for long, a forex trader at a state-run bank said. The expectation is that it will move to 83.20 or 25 over the next few weeks, but not much beyond that. In other words, This is a sort of rumor coming from a state, a trader at a state run bank, which we can consider as maybe coming from the Reserve Bank of India. And that's indeed what we saw today. The rupee fell below 83 for the first time. And as I'm speaking to you now is around 83.16 after being as low as 83.25, which if it closes at this rate would be a record low for the currency. So that brings up a couple questions including what was this What was this trader, this anonymous trader at the state-run bank, where are they getting their information? And more importantly, why now? What is going on with bank leverage around the world, with dollar shortage across Asia and maybe more, that is, that, that's causing the PBOC to change its tactics, and maybe for the RBI to abandon or at least loosen a floor that is put under the rupee for the last year? What has changed recently that's causing these things to react and respond to them? And we know the answer to that. It's bank leverage across the euro dollar system. When the the dollar goes up, especially in this fashion, it tells us something important about the availability, the supply of dollars, risk aversion, bank leverage. Dollar goes up, the economy goes down and much more with it. We do have some data, though it's lagging data. I wanna finish it up with just mentioning derivatives exposure and gross notionals that the BIS collects, tabulates, and publishes. Now these are, they split it up by half, so we only get it twice a year. And the updated data comes from the second half of last year. We don't have the first half of this year, though. we We can imagine what's on it. It's sort of a very rough proxy, and I mean very rough proxy, for the availability of dollar supplies in the Euro dollar system in the foreign exchange derivative format. So it does tell us at least something, and it does correspond with dollar providing activities and roughly speaking, what we can see in market behavior activity, including the US dollars exchange value. What the BIS showed was that in the second half of last year, for the first time since 2019, Forex derivatives around the world actually contracted, which is consistent with what we're saying here. Um, it's not perfectly, again, it's not doesn't perfectly correspond. We would like a little bit more of a, a, a finer detail. I mean, quarterly, monthly would be good. But at least in the second half of the year, when the dollar's activities were becoming really acute, this data backs up the assertion that, again, bank leverage is contracting, euro dollar supplies become that much harder to to obtain, and everything has to adjust for it, including the exchange value of currencies against the US dollar. And so we can infer, and I think it's reasonable to do so, that we're gonna see something similar in the first half of this year, though we'll have to wait a few more months to get the details from the BIS. But essentially, when you look at the Forex data, through especially over the last 15 years, You see that it was growing parabolically up until 2008, then it shrank during the first euro dollar crisis in 2008, and ever since then, forex derivatives have been growing again, but at a much lower rate than before the crisis, which is consistent with everything that we're talking about over the post-2008 era. Continuous dollar shortages. But not all at once, we get these euro dollar cycles that go back and forth and back and forth, and by all accounts, including the U.S. dollar exchange value, including the recession and deflationary recession symptoms that we're getting in 2023, we're experiencing the same dollar problems this year and right now in particular. So from the very, back to the, what we said from the very beginning here, the dollar is heating up and the dollar is heating up is not a good sign for anyone. And the dollar just happens to be heating up as we head toward the bottleneck, the big one towards September, into the middle of September, when historically speaking, liquidity gets low for seasonal and calendar factors. We don't need another another round of systemic bank leverage contracting on top of all of that too. We're already seeing the signs of it in China's yuan, India's rupee, the euro dollar system is behaving in exactly the way we don't want it to. If you want to see more about the U.S. dollar and the Eurodollar, check out the video at the link below me. As always, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, huge thank you to Eurodollar University research subscribers and, of course, our Eurodollar University members. And until next time, everyone take care.